Good doomsday, everybody. This is Isaac Ratwood again. I hope uh, any blood draining out of your eyes has slowed to a faint trickle, and the throbbing pain in your stomachs, uh, if there is any, isn't in any way related to acid frogs in their larval stages. I, uh, for one, am feeling great today. Whatever has been causing my skin to glow is now giving me the ability to see in the dark. At least, I think the two phenomena are symptoms of the same larger issue. For a while, I was blaming the glowing on that irradiated irrigation ditch I drank out of when I was dehydrated, but now uh, the glowing seems to not only be persisting, but intensifying. And as my skin glows more and more, it, it gets easier and easier to see things when it's pitch black. It's possible that both of these issues are being caused by some kind of virus or a reaction to more generalized environmental hazards and, and not just old ditch water, but regardless, the ability to see at dark night is incredibly useful and uh, it's been incredibly enlightening. Dark night, by the way, I should say, is just what I've started calling the part of the day when the second moon sets and the first moon hasn't yet started pulsating. Once the pulsating has started, I call that part of the day light night, which, you know, obviously is by far my favorite portion of the day, uh, because the, the vaguely orange light the first moon emits is almost like a sun without all the dangerous UV rays. It may be perilous out here, but, you know, at least melanoma is no longer a cause for concern, and that's what I call looking on the bright side. Get it? Uh, that, that's a sun joke. But yeah, anyway. There are lots of things going on during the black of dark night that I never noticed before. Um, one strange thing that I kind of loved seeing uh, is the, uh, the shrouded shapes just hanging out in their natural habitats. Or uh, unnatural habitats. I don't actually know which applies better here. Um, they used to be a terrifying mystery to me, the shrouded shapes, but now I realize that most of the shrouded shapes are actually just a, a fun-loving and fairly talented group of minstrels who only perform in the pitch blackness. The other night it was totally dark out and I was walking down this little river when I saw them. The shrouded shapes were parading through the woods. Uh, some of them were doing somersaults and cartwheels. I followed them for, for a little while and they crawled up a water tower and all got in a circle on top and started doing what looked like circus tricks. Things like sword swallowing, self-immolation, levitated tightrope walking, and uh, some snake vomiting. I would have never seen these performances if I hadn't developed my night vision, so you've probably never seen them either, especially since the shrouded shapes seem to have the ability to maintain total silence even while they're vomiting snakes. Oh, and I forgot to mention that right before the shrouded shapes started doing their sort of circus thing, they removed their shrouds and they revealed like these gorgeous statuesque bodies that remind me of ballerinas of all sexes. Um, at least all the sexes I know about, you know, including male, female, intersex, dolphin, and, uh, and needles. Um, but B Buffy, for one, loves the figure's performances, and I have to say, you know, guys, I, I hope you someday develop the same night vision abilities I have so you can see them for yourself, as long as my, um, my night vision abilities aren't going to kill me um, in the long run, I, then I hope you don't develop them because, well, yeah, um, you get it. Other than the shrouded shapes, I've also noticed like a whole community of completely normal raccoons, which seem to have survived the apocalypse better than anyone. 
each night they crawl out of their holes and sewers and carry out pretty much the, the exact same behaviors raccoons always have. You know, they, they scavenge, they slink about, and they, uh, they shoot lasers out of their eyes, which I guess that's a new one, actually. But it feels pretty regular um, when you compare it to a lot of the other shit going on. Anyway, it's fun to be able to see in the dark. Uh, you know, this, this new lifestyle I have is, uh, is another upside of this whole wandering around from town to town thing. I've never felt more fit in my life. I've been, I've been walking and walking and walking. I, I probably got an Olympic level BMI right now. There's not an ounce of fat on me. Um, the barely eating helps with that too. But, you know, I actually enjoy the walking, honestly. Plus, the, the further south that, that I get, the more eventful things have been getting. Today, I'm just outside Kansas City, uh, sitting here in the, in the back seat of this little burned out school bus. I never, I never got to sit in the back of the bus when I was a kid growing up, since it was usually controlled by the kids who smoked cigarettes and lost their virginities in middle school. You know, the cruelty of those kids, even compared to some of the horrors of today, is still unmatched in my life. If there was any one person to blame for that, I'd say it was uh, Donnie Davidson. You know, if I, if I had to say anything to, to Donnie now, I, I'd like to say, um, I forgive you for making my childhood a living hell, because if anything, your rudeness and physical violence prepared me for a life in this real, um, unmetaphorical hellscape. You know, as I was leaving Minneapolis, I actually did notice Donnie who I hadn't seen in years, probably since high school. Uh, he was lying on the side of the road, really desperately trying to pull his, uh, his entrails back into his body. And I can say with a good degree of certainty, I think that I felt like not even a little bit of joy uh, watching him do that, you know? If anything, I was, I was really filled more with uh, um, abject panic because there was an alien battleship raining liquid fire down on the Mall of America. Um, as, as a bit of a language buff, I, you know, you got to appreciate the alien's use of liquid fire, mostly just because it finally made the phrase raining fire technically correct. Uh, but, but yeah, Donnie, I forgive you. You know, whether you're out there wandering these badlands with your intestines scooped out like a jack-o'-lantern or... You're sleeping the eternal sleep. There's, there's no hard feelings. And uh, if there are, you know, it's only, it's only a few. It's a really small amount of hard feelings. You know, this, uh, this bus actually offers a, a really nice, decent visibility in, in every direction. So it was, a, it was a solid place to set up shop. Normally I wouldn't wander this close to a major city, but I, I figured Kansas City was basically uninhabitable before the apocalypse, so I wouldn't have to worry about too many signs of life. Turns out I was, uh, I was pretty wrong about that. Kansas City is now like a thriving metropolis, if I've ever seen one. At least it, it seems that way from a distance. Every light in every building downtown is lit up and flashing red or yellow to the, to the beat of that strange uh, electronic music you can, you can probably hear right now, actually. Can you, can you hear that? Sorry for not uh, bringing that up. I guess I've, I've started to tune it out, but yeah, that's, that's coming from downtown, and uh, I'm not sure what's going on, but 
I assume it's some kind of monster rave, so I'm, I'm keeping my distance, and I would uh, I'd probably tell anybody who might be in the area to, to do that as well, unless you're interested in whatever kind of party drugs young mutants are using these days. If I'm, if I'm being totally honest, I do find the trance-like beat pretty pleasing. It, it's almost good. I wouldn't download it, but I'd, uh, I'd stream it if that were still possible. So yeah, steer clear of Kansas City, or don't. Um, but whatever's going on there, humans are almost certainly not causing it. I, I also had an idea this morning that maybe it would be cool if I just told you guys about some of the things I've seen lately, uh, and, and where I saw them. I hope you don't mind me referencing borders and geographies from before the collapse. I know America is basically an archaic concept now, but this 2008 U.S. atlas is all I have to go by, so uh, it'll have to do. Hmm. So let's see. Uh, okay. Yeah, d definitely steer clear of uh, Pollock, Missouri. There's like a 70 or 80 foot tall statue of Mickey Mouse there now, and uh, its head swivels to follow you as you go by. I was never a huge Disney fan since Walt was, I think, like a genocidal Nazi, at least in like his belief set. I'm sure whoever erected the Mickey statue is either some kind of whacked out super van or is trying to lure stray children into town. <laughs> you know, I don't want to pass judgment on all creators of Disney-themed statues, but if you're under the age of 16, I'd probably advise you to avoid anything even remotely resembling a cartoon character out here. Also, I would avoid people handing out candy, people who look like candy, candy that looks like people, or, or candy that used to be people. Um, candy, I think as a rule, is, is probably something that really everybody should be staying away from these days. Aside from Pollock, Missouri, though, I would try to find another route that also doesn't include the town of Milan, Missouri. It's been uh, replaced by a mouth in the earth. It's either a mouth or a gaping hole with something sentient inside of it. Either way, it was reciting Samuel L. Jackson's monologue from the end of Pulp Fiction over and over again. Those are the worst things I saw, or I guess like the, the most frightening things I saw, aside from the overturned semi-truck on Route 6 that seems to have transformed about five square miles into peach jello. I normally like jello, but it's really difficult to walk across, and, and there were a few kind of touch-and-go moments where I thought I was going to get sucked beneath the surface. Also, peach jello is gross in comparison to any other jellos, and really any other fruit-flavored foods. I don't know why Kraft insisted on making the peach jello, but uh, I'm glad the apocalypse forced them to stop. So that's the, the bad stuff. But, you know, there's, there's good things too out there. Uh, the absolute best thing I've come across in the longest time was Alice's Baked Goods. At first when I saw that uh, the bakery was baking these sweet, salty, delicious butter donuts all on its own, I, I figured it was like being controlled by some kind of evil force or poltergeist or something. That was before I had a super informative conversation about the difference between a donut and a beignet with the bakery itself which turned out to be a member of an alien race of bakeries. Apparently, on their world, sweet, salty butter donuts are basically the equivalent of bodily waste. Alice's Donuts, which repeatedly insisted her name was not Alice, wasn't really sure how she ended up on Earth, but she was fairly positive 
uh, a portal would open up sooner or later and suck her back to her home world. So, like, uh, if you if you want to have your mind blown by some really good pastries, try to get over there before she's gone. I can't remember exactly where it was, and I can't guarantee that I didn't hallucinate the entire experience, but if those donuts are real... Anyone out there? If you could hear me, please... Hello? Hello? Is someone there? Hello? Hello? Did you guys hear that? Th That was a voice, right? Wasn't that definitely a voice? I'm almost positive I heard that. I didn't imagine it. No, no, I, I didn't imagine it. I'm not, I'm not that crazy. I'm super positive that I'm probably not that crazy. Hello? Buffy, you don't think I'm crazy, do you? I, I don't know how many humans you've known, but when, when you look at me, do you see a crazy person? Is, is that a yes wink or a no wink? Never mind, it doesn't matter. Uh, I sound pretty nuts, but but I totally heard that. There's someone out there, Buffy. I know it. And and this is great news, I think. Hello? Hello? Whoever I just heard, uh, me and you, we're both out here, I think. The, the two of us, at least. Still alive and, and roaming around. I hope you stay alive. I, I need you to stay safe and, uh, and good and happy. If you can hear me, We're gonna make it through this, whatever it takes. All we need is hope. I mean, we have each other now, I think. Are you sure you can't answer me? Well, hey, if you can't answer me, you can probably hear me and, uh, well, don't lose hope. D depending on how you're doing right now, uh, you might be thinking, what in this strange and hostile landscape, if anything, is there to live for? Um, and, uh, and, you know, I, I, I gotta tell you, I've been thinking about that too. Um, here's what I think, you know, as positive as I try to be, I know I'm not the only one out there who's resolve wavers once in a while, but, but don't let it get to you, uh, even if you're weary and, and things look bleak. Every day, even those where your frostbitten feet are chipping and cracking like broken flesh ornaments, uh, is a gift. Even when it might seem like you're drowning in a pool of bile or your true love has been nailed to an upside-down cross made of cactuses and whale bones, never forget that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. If you don't have a light, make one up. For me, that, that light is Houston. Houston has long been my North Star when things get bleakest. I know in my heart that when I find Houston, it might not be the salvation I imagine. But I also know that it will probably be at least 10 to 15 degrees warmer than where I am now. Houston is the fire that burns in the torch of my soul. All, all of you out there, including uh, you, strange voice, you just need to find your Houston. Maybe your Houston could also be Houston. Maybe it could be a warm donut on a cold night. Maybe it could be the company of a floating head like Buffy. What I'm trying to say is there's a bright side to any situation, and all you have to do is find it. Here in the backseat of this bus, things couldn't be better. I mean, not only did I hear possibly the first human that I've heard in, well, you know, since that Jacob guy, but, 
you know, just when I was getting bored and looking for any kind of literature to sink my teeth into, I found a whole novel worth of text scrawled across the back of this bus seat that I'm looking at right now. It may be disjointed and uh, handwritten by children who clearly lacked fine motor skills, but in its own way, it's kind of nice. If you don't mind, I'd really like to read to you from that seat now. I love Bobby. Bobby sucks dick sideways. Bobby could kick your ass. Bobby's mother is a fat whore with no fingers on her left hand. Don't make fun of Bobby's mom, you fat bitch. You don't know what it's like to work in the canning factory where McDonald's makes the Big Mac's secret sauce. John was here. Bobby's going to cheat on you like everyone else. You're going to die sad and alone. Eat a fart. You are a fart. You're the kind of fart that melts flesh. I still love Bobby. Bobby and Stephanie forever. Suck a fat one. I could go on, but it gets a, it gets a little harder to read down toward the bottom of the seat. Still, I hope that brought as much light to your day as it brought to mine. And I hope hearing my voice, if you can hear it, has brought you some new hope. And on that note, I know, I know I'm rambling on, so I'll let you go now. I mean, I'll stay near the radio and sleep light in case you want to try and contact me again, okay? Anyway, time to sleep the light, skittish sleep of a hunted animal. Good luck out there, you and and everybody else. I hope you all wake up with a normal number of limbs tomorrow. Tomorrow's another doomsday. Sleep tight. Doomsday by Day is written and performed by Zach Carlstrom with production and sound design by Lindsay St. Clair. It's a lonely world and we're all looking for a wink in the void. So subscribe to Doomsday by Day. You probably won't be disappointed.